Cuff Radio is about to begin. Everybody loves a hero. I believe there's a hero in all of us. Today, this is Sandra for Real Cuff Radio, and I'm welcoming back Steve and I. He was on about a year ago. He's an artist in many areas. Uh, he's a recording artist, musician, but he's a man of God and an awesome preacher going into many nations and preaching today. And I believe he's walking in his destiny now that he had from Almighty God before he was born. But a few years ago, he's going to share uh, how he got into drug addiction, jail time, rebellion, and it kept him being from what he was supposed to be. But today you might find Steve and I ministering inside a formal church, out on the street, in jail, filming a new video of his work. He's writing music. Uh, Recently he ministered at a large conference church in Mexico where thousands of young people participated. And it was life-changing for him and it was life-changing for those that he ministered to. So I'm going to turn it over to Stephen. I've told him, take your liberty. You go for it. Preach. Do whatever. Hi, Stephen. Hi. Thank you so much, Sandra, for having me on the show. I'm so excited uh, that you would, you know, have invited me and, and just excited to be alive and to be at peace finally and to know my purpose, to know who I am, my reason for being, to know Jesus. It's so amazing. Like, I just feel, you know, eight, nine, ten years later, I'm still in awe and I'm shocked that God would want anything to do with me and that he would be so patient and kind and that he has such an adventurous, such an amazing uh, plan for my life. And I'm so grateful, you know, so grateful. It just never gets old being in his presence, um, getting in his word, being around his people. uh, I'm just I'm so excited and and so grateful to be able to share my story, share God's word uh, with people and and anyone who is listening today, you know, and so I'm I'm very grateful for the opportunity. Um, I know you want to allow me to um, speak and to, um, you know, have kind of free reign, but I also would like you to participate if the Lord leads, you know, any questions that you have, Sandra, or anything. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I should appreciate that. Um, Yeah. So, I have not always known God, have not always had this attitude towards him. I've not always wanted to surrender my will to his and to learn more about him. Matter of fact, there was a long period of time in my life when I didn't want anything to do with God. I thought if God is anything like these church people, these few church people that I had encountered, if he's anything like them, then I don't want anything to do with him. God, based upon my improper perspective, Um, was boring and was maybe even stuck up and he had too many rules but boy was I wrong I soon later you know I made a decision at a a young age around probably age 12 or so that I was never going to church again and um, because of that decision and because I decided uh, I didn't want God in my life you know got on a destructive path um, because of some things that happened in my life um, that caused me to become bitter and angry towards everyone else and 
uh, kind of turmoil with my within myself. And because of the sin that I was born in, you know, I just was on a path that was uh, beginning to uh, become sorrowful and, um, and painful for me. And I started to, um, you know, look for a way to change, a way out, and to how can I find peace in life? You know, I had tried so many different things. I had looked towards alcohol and drugs and sex and uh, friendships, partying, uh, you you name it, money, these, th- these things, um, and, and you know, to no prevail, you know, I, I, to no avail, I, you know, just wasn't successful in finding what I was looking for and what I was longing for deep inside. I had um, left the church, and I said, I'm never going to church again. And like I said, it put me in a, a position, a predicament in which I wanted out of. And, you know, even though I left the church and I said I wasn't coming back, you know, the church came to me. And um, it was uh, was probably about 20 years old or so, maybe 22. And, um, you know, I started really going through some hardships and, you know, because of a lot of the poor decisions I was making. And I had needed some help, you know, and so I finally, you know, after trying everything, decided that I was going to, I was going to pray, you know, I was going to ask God for some help. I figured, you know, he's the only one that could get me out of the the mess I was in, you know, and, and so, um, you know, I prayed and, and shortly after that, a man showed up to my house. Uh, he knocked on my door to my surprise, you know, he sat down and he, he told me about Jesus. He uh, invited me to church. Uh, his church was not boring like the church I had been to as a kid. They weren't stuck up. And matter of fact, it was something that I could understand and relate to. And they were passionate. And I felt peace there. I, I was wanted. I was celebrated for nothing more than just myself, you know, uh, being a, a someone who was created in the image of God. And um, they you know, begin to invest in me and encourage me and, and um, teach me God's word. The man that was bringing me to church, you know, he was much different than the friends that I had. He didn't want anything from me. He wasn't trying to take advantage of me. He wasn't cruel to me. He seemed to genuinely just care about me and, and my well-being, and he really seemed to be at peace. You know, he wasn't a rich man. He wasn't somebody who had reason to seem like he was excited or have things going on but he but he did and um and it was because he knew god and because he, he had been saved and and had and god had given him peace and 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 joy and and uh you know i was really attracted to that um that man was consistent in my life he was constantly and to this day constantly in touch with me reaching out to me encouraging me and holding me accountable meeting other christians at that church and um, really, you know, changing the environment that I was around and placing myself around people who, you know, who had a different worldview, people who put the needs of others above their own, people who esteemed others above themselves, people who, um, you know, weren't seeking selfish ambition, people who, um, you know, wanted to see me do well, and, and people who, poured into me and who had some insight from God. And this, you know, ultimately changed my life. You know, I was challenged one day by another young minister that I met, and I was challenged to read one chapter a day 
in my Bible. And, um, you know, that really stuck out to me. And I, I took a, I took that challenge. And, you know, not long later, I had read the whole Bible. You know, to this day, it's probably been about eight years. I, I read a chapter a day. You know, there's a few days every once in a while when I, when I, when I miss out. But um, for the most part, I read a chapter every day. And um, it has given me a bird's eye view on life helps me to understand what to do in different situations and circumstances. I don't have to be clueless as to uh, why I'm here or, or what I need to be uh, pursuing in life and how to handle certain um, hardships that I face. And I also understand who I am because I, I now know what my creator says about me. And um, that in itself has just uh, radically changed uh, my life, my mind, and my heart. Thankful that you know Jesus saved me. He forgave me of my sins. He gave me a clean slate. Um, I'm now innocent again, like a, a young child. He's He's restored me, you know. And and uh, and because of that, I'm I'm so grateful. You know, I, I everything doesn't go smoothly for me all the time. Everything doesn't go all always go the way that I may want it to go, but everything is working out for my good, you know, and, and I just began to learn the promises of God like that one in, in Romans 8, 28, and, and just other promises that God has given, and, and I just cling to those, and that hope within me sustains me through any um, hardship that I, that I face and the many hardships that, that I face and, and that we all face, you know, and, and just knowing that uh, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us from them all, you know, and, and just having these, you know, this understanding about life has really, really blessed me and really taken me to a place where I can uh, be content, but yet still, uh, have a drive and a passion to want to accomplish great things and do it for the purpose in which of lifting up God, uh, Jesus and to drawing others to him. Um, he's uh, allowed me to, you know, he got me off of drugs, and which allowed me to, you know, realize and to utilize certain gifts that were inside of me um, to be able to do numerous things in life that I, I never would have done had it not been for, you know, God redeeming me. One of the, the things that, um, you know, I'm involved in heavily is, you know, uh, what some would call Christian hip-hop music, you know. Um, and uh, the man who brought me to church initially, he really encouraged it. He was already involved in Christian hip-hop music, and he really was um, pushing me and provoking me to use my gifts, you know, for God. So I began to do so, and... And, you know, people seem to like it. And, um, you know, I did. I like it. Uh, I like to worship God, and I like to be able to express the gratitude that I have towards him and um, be able to share my testimony and to to reach people in that manner. And so, um, you know, I, for about eight years now, I've been doing, um, you know, Christian music and been traveling to, you know, churches, prisons, um, birthday parties outreaches, schools, different places, and, you know, leading other people in worship and um, encouraging people to get in the presence of God, uh, to experience his embrace, to um, find that healing that is 
you know, in his arms, you know. And so it's been such a such an exciting adventure so far. I'm very much still excited about God and, and uh, the things of God. And so we, um, you know, we started the church about three years ago. We were able to minister to many, many people in my hometown in East Texas. Um, we have been involved in radio and television ministry uh, very heavily, um, reaching thousands of people on social media, just um, doing all that we can to tell everybody about Jesus because we understand that, you know, there's people everywhere in this world. Well, we understand simply that we all need Jesus, you know, uh, and we all need Jesus just as bad. You know, the preacher who's been uh, saved and sanctified for 35, 45 years, all the way down to the drug addict who's never talked to God a day in his life. You know, we all need Jesus just as bad. And so, um, you know, understanding that uh, our world is fallen, that we've all sinned and everyone is separated, born separated from God, and the cross is the bridge back to him, and that by faith we can be justified in the courtroom of God. We can legally be forgiven of our transgressions, our our crimes against the king. We can can be washed away, and um, it's just uh, so amazing. And knowing that I have this obligation, this sense of urgency to share this message with as many people as I can and, and that we can. And we've, you know, thankfully, you know, God has graced us and given us, um, you know, some direction and some guidance and, and some favor and working with people like Real Cuff Radio, we're able to get this message out to more and more people. So I'm thankful for this, you know, this opportunity and this platform. I'm very excited for not just myself and what God is doing in my life, but I'm excited for others. You know, whoever is listening today, I don't believe that you're listening by coincidence. I believe that, you know, you may need some encouragement or maybe you don't know God and maybe this is your time to get to know him and for you to say, wow, that that sounds like something I might want and and, and what do I do and how do I get what this guy's got? And I'm, I'm just here to say I'm excited for you because I have had, such a wonderful time with God, even though it's not been easy. It's it's uh, almost never easy, uh, but knowing that I have him with me and I don't have to go about life on my own and seeing his hand move in situations when I call on him, seeing his involvement in every aspect of life since I've involved him, you know, the scripture says if you draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. And so as you take a step towards God and faith, as you start to say, I want to do certain, uh, implement certain spiritual disciplines in my life, then you'll see more and more of God as you put forth effort as well. And so, um, you know, some people will say to me and they say, well, I've never had an answered prayer. Well, this I encourage people to understand how to pray biblically, you must read God's Word. See, everything we need to know about life is in God's Word, even on how to pray. There's many people who will pray, but they won't read. And so they many times don't have an effective prayer life, and and, and that is so important to have. So if you want to have an effective prayer life, if you want to see results in prayer, then you need to be able to pray biblically, and the only way you're going to learn how to do that is if you get in God's Word. There is a 
proper way to pray and there's an improper way to pray in the book of James. James says that there is a way to pray amiss or uh, ineffectively. And, and so, you know, Jesus taught us how to pray and how, how not to pray in his word. So it's important to find that out and to take those steps, um, you know, like reading a chapter a day, like praying and fasting, like finding a, a Bible-based church where you can uh, get around genuine, authentic believers who truly care to see you prosper and to be closer to God. And when you do those things, you will, and you do them consistently, you will see um, freedom. You will see a change, even if it takes time. Uh, you know, Jesus, you know, everybody knows that, you know, the scripture says, whom the son sets free is, is free indeed. You know, even the police will quote that. <laughs> but not many people understand the context of that scripture. It says, you know, if you rewind a few scriptures in that passage, it says, you know, Jesus is talking to his disciples and he says, if you continue in my word, then you will learn the truth and the truth will make you free. It's a matter of continuing in the word. It's not a one-time event. Yes, coming to the cross and receiving uh, the free gift of salvation is is a one-time event, but sanctification is a process that takes time and that takes uh, a, a walk with God on a daily basis in order for you to really see those results and in order for you to be free from sin, in order for you to start to prosper in, in different ways and whatnot. So I these are just simple things that I, I tell people and I, and I teach, whether we're in a church or whether I'm at a restaurant with a friend, you know, this is something that I can't shut up about. Jesus told the, the Pharisees when he was eating with them, there was a, a, a woman who was, you know, crying and, and wiping his feet and washing his feet with her tears and, you know, Jesus knew what they were thinking. They were thinking judgmental thoughts towards her. And Jesus told them, he said, the person who is forgiven much loves much, you know. And, and so that's really, I think, a, <laughs> my, the definition of me. I've done so many wrong things in my life. I've, even as a Christian, made many mistakes and fallen short and learned that and, and just experienced the forgiveness and the mercy of God in such a way that it's caused me to really love him and other people and be able not to keep a record of wrongs, to be able to be patient and, and uh, suffer for long periods of time with people who may be difficult but yet not become angry and, and um, you know, run them off and whatnot, and, and the mercy of God will do that, you know. And so that's why I'm convinced that God chooses to use people who've been through some things. You know, if you, um, I think I had had a thought at one point in time that I believe the Lord shared with me is that, you know, if you want to, you know, and it's pretty biblical, you know, it sounds pretty much like the scriptures, you know, and, and it says, uh, how much mercy do you need? Then how much more merciful should you be? That's why I choose to believe that God uses those who've been through some things. And so that's kind of, a important thing for for people to understand. I think a lot of people think because they have this struggle or because they've done this or that wrong that God cannot use them. Oh, I've been through a divorce or, oh, I had a child out of wedlock or, oh, I still struggle with alcohol at times. These things, yes, 
um, are not necessarily God's best for our lives. And he does care for our well-being. He does give us guidelines. But at the same time, uh, we can be forgiven. We can press forward and forget what's behind. And we can be used by God, you know. And so I try to encourage people. I believe that the first-round draft pick in the kingdom, the first people that God chooses to use are those who understand mercy, and you can't understand mercy if you don't beat on your chest and say, God, forgive me for I'm a sinner, you know, and realize how much of a sinner that we are. And uh, I'm grateful, you know, just for God showing me my desperate need for him. And that's not a weakness, that's a strength, you know. And in our areas of weakness, God is strong, you know, and he's willing to show up in those areas in our lives. You know, there was uh, one of my favorite passages is um, with the uh, woman who was caught in the act of adultery. They, the men who were religious leaders, many of which who were judgmental and even hypocritical, they captured her, they caught her in the act, and they brought her before Jesus, and they had their stones in hand, and they said, um, you know, teacher, what should we do? The law of Moses said that we, sh- we should stone her. And Jesus looked up and, and he said to them, let he was without sin cast the first stone. This woman, she experienced the mercy of God. Because of that, she left there a changed woman. She didn't leave there the same. When she left that encounter she had with Jesus, she understood mercy. According to the law, she should have been killed, stoned, and yet he pardoned her. He forgave her, and I believe that stirred up within her a gratitude towards God and a thankful heart, you know, and that's the real attitude that God wants believers to have. Those who are genuinely at the foot of the cross have that attitude who say, hey, I can't pat myself on the shoulder. Nothing I could have done would have saved me. It was by grace alone, through faith. And because of that, I will cling to the cross. Because of that, I'll be merciful towards others. Because of that, I'm going to be patient with other people who are difficult and who have an attitude. Because of that, I'm going to be forgiven because of how much I've been forgiven. Because of that, I'm going to be willing to go the extra mile for that soul who is downcast because of what God has done for me, because of how faithful he's been towards me, because of how patient and how merciful and kind he's been to me, I'm going to lift him up. I'm going to worship him even when he's not doing exactly what I want him to do. I'm going to praise his name even when I'm in the rain and life and a storm is coming through. Even when he doesn't do exactly what I want him to, I'm going to lift him up. I'm going to celebrate what he has done for me 2,000 years ago because if he doesn't do anything else, He's done enough, and, and, and that's the attitude that I have. That's the attitude that I believe pleases God. And so i I leave you guys with that today. I, I believe um, we'll be playing a song of mine here soon, so I hope you guys uh, enjoy the song. You guys can find more information about my ministry at www.southsidepsalms.com, southsidepsalms.com. Dot com. We have music and we have video footage. We are uh, raising funds to tr- be able to travel more, purchase a van, um, and uh, be able to reach more people with this message, to be able to go and love the downcast, 
the ones who are poor and needy and sick, to be able to go to the prisoners, to be able to go and speak to the people who are uh, bound up by drugs, the people who are in neighborhoods that a lot of other uh, people may be afraid of. We want to go and reach those people. So if you want to support us and be a part of what we're doing and partner with us, then you're definitely welcome to do so. Southsidesums.com. Or if you just want to reach out and, and uh, be in touch with us and keep in touch with us and, and whatnot, we'd love to, to hear from you as well. That's how you can reach us, Southsidesums.com. Facebook, um, Stephen Emmanuel Crow. It's actually Stephen I. Crow Jr. My middle initial is I, Stephen with a P-H-C-R-O. W Junior Jr. and so appreciative for the opportunity, Sandra. Thank you so much um, to everybody at Real Cuff Radio, and I just thank the Lord. I just thank the Lord that you shared all of that, Stephen. You know, every one of us have come to the realization that we can't do it ourselves, and we didn't earn it. It was the grace of God. And there's, I don't believe there is a perfect person on this earth. And some that may think they are, well, they probably have religious spirits that, that, yeah. that pride or things. But mm-hmm. all of us come to the realization that all that we have, all that we have is because of Jesus. God's given us gifts and talents, but only when we let him be Lord of our life do we really begin to live. We're just passing through this world. It's not our home. Our home is yeah. heaven, and we know that. But for the awesome yeah. time that we have on earth, well, praise God for us able to minister to those. And Stephen did an awesome job today. And I'll personally say that, that uh, we've been supporting him for a couple of years because he's touching people where we can't go. He's changing lives that we can't. We may have grandchildren or stuff that needs things, but when you begin to sow into a ministry that's touching those that are a little bit different, that haven't come to the Lord, that may still be in drugs, that may still be in problems, if you sow into a ministry like like Stephen I's ministry here, God will bless that. He'll bless that, and and you sow in honor of those that are in your family that may be touched. So I just thank you all for listening today. Uh, He did it up real good. And like he said, there's going to be a lot of websites and information there. So I encourage you to support him. The Lord will bless you back. And for this, this is for Real Cuff. Thank you. Good night for Real Cuff.
to the father by the blood of a martyr. I figured I ought to just testify. The devil and his goons can't mess with mine. Set aside for the master shoot. Ain't nothing come easy, but I do what I have to do. You walked out of my life, but I ain't mad at you. I found somebody who answers every time a call comes through. Anything good that I do, I owe it all to you. Man, it's 